Hey guys, and welcome to an episode of Words on Wednesday by me, Karina, where we talk about life as a Christian and how God not only continues to change my life, but also many lives surrounding me. And if you want to grow in your faith, you want to know more about God, you want to know more about Jesus, then this is the right podcast for you. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to enjoy today's episode. Hello guys, welcome back. And yeah, so today we want to talk about purity and our white garments so it's kind of get deep it's about to get deep but it's gonna be good it's gonna be very good and actually right now i have two cameras set up so if you're watching the video and you're confused why i sometimes look into that direction and then i look into this direction i talk into two different cameras so that i can cover both the horizontal one and the vertical one i hope this was the right terms for it because vertical horizontal right (laughs) if not correct me but yeah so basically today I really want to talk about purity and our white garment so not just purity in a form of like sexual relationships and all of that and purity I want to talk about purity of our white garment that we have received through Jesus Christ and how we need to maintain it and how important it is to maintain it and even though we're being sanctified we're still in the process of sanctification and how important it is to not take it lightly because in the end it will leave us standing out and Jesus won't recognize us because we are not dressed in white. So but this sounds really harsh from the beginning on so let's get started. I wanted to start with a bible verse and because I was reading Revelation, you know, like Revelation, the crazy book <laughs> that no one really wants to read or no one really understands. But I also I'm still learning and I'm just like, God, whatever you want to tell me, tell me. And I had this huge revelation. And I was like, oh, wow, God, this is like so amazing because often we see sin as something that is just happening. But sin is so dangerous. It's not something we can just take lightly and we are like, okay, yeah, I've sinned, but I'm living under the grace of God and I have grace with Jesus. Yes, you do. But if you know that you're doing something wrong and you're doing it whilst knowing it, like Paul said, I know the things I shall do. I I, like the things I shall do, I won't do. But the things I don't want to do, I do. We are fighting with the flesh, but it's all about when we know it, we have to fight against it because this is why why it's called like you have to crucify your flesh daily. It's not just because, but it's about crucifying your flesh, crucifying your fleshly desires that are not good and beneficial for your spirit. So yeah, that was about that. But before getting deeper into that, let's head to Revelation. It was Revelation, let me find the verse, to Revelation 3 verse 4. Or you can read the whole chapter for some context. You know that John wrote those letters to the seven churches. So this was towards the one in Sardis. And Sardis was known for being very wealthy, for being very luxurious, loving their luxury, loving like pleasure and all those things. And they also had a goddess called Cybele in their city. So it was just worship with sexual immorality and stuff. So you already know what God wanted to tell them. You also get it through reading that chapter. So it was directed towards this church and it was directed to the city. And it was called that even though this like Sardis is so far off, is so sinful, there like is literally a goddess being like worshiped with sexual immorality. Like, come on, and you have churches there. And the church has a good reputation. They said the church has a good reputation, but it is dead. It has been proclaimed dead. But then it shows that like the letter was directed towards them that yes, it is late, but it's never too late. And in verse four, it also says that 
Yet you have a few people in Saudis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will like them be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge the name before my father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So it really is about that even though the city was so wicked, even though the city was filled with sexual immorality, a goddess being worshipped with sexual immorality, he said, even though so many have sold their garments, yet there are still some who still haven't soiled their garments or like destroyed their garments or filthed their garments, like made them filthy. And it's talking about this garment of white. And he also says like, the one who is victorious will like them be dressed in white and walk with me for they are worthy. So it's really about Jesus gives us this white garment, but we will only be walking with him if we keep it white for we are worthy. So we are being bought at a price and it is not just we have salvation and we can continue doing whatever we're doing. Yes, come as you are and I love you as you are. Jesus loves you as you are. God loves you as you are, but he doesn't want to have you staying the same way. He doesn't want you to continue to live in sin, even if it's something that is so normal to you and doesn't even seem like sin or seems like something. How could God be against it? It's just like you have to see the bigger picture. Because those things can actually be open doors for manifestations or for spiritual attacks and also can harm you in your walk of God and can also close you off to the understanding of God's word. So because pride can move in, because if the Bible strictly speaks against it, it is against it. We try to see the Bible as not as black and white, but it actually is black and white. We try to interpret stuff that we can interpret into the stories, but we don't get the context of it. But the thing is like also especially talking about sexual morality now. And I know this is a tough topic, but I will talk about it now because God really said it on my heart. We try to make it seem like, okay, it's not it's not black and white, it's okay, some stuff is okay. But no, it is black and white, it's talking against sexual morality. And it's not just about Romans 1 that talks about sexual morality, but it's also about, in Revelation, the letter to the church of Sardis. Why was it written to Sardis? Because Sardis was like knee deep head deep probably in sexual immorality they had a goddess they had a goddess in the city that was like approved by the state to be worshipped with sexual morality even though there was a church at the same time and you know how far off like we could say how far off is the city and we can see that really sexual morality brings so much so much like soil on you like and dirt on your white garment and it's really not like sexual morality does not mean it has nothing to do with sex and every sex and everything because god created it god created it beautifully to be enjoyed in certain like relationships and in certain situations and not just everywhere oh no this is gonna be a hot episode i'm stumbling upon my words right now but i feel like the like the spirit arises so i just want to share that but so yeah, this was basically what Sardis was about. Sardis was knee-deep, head-deep in sexual immorality. And God told them that even though so many have sold your garments, even though your church has a good reputation, it is dead. But even though you're so far off, it's not too late because there's still some people dressed in white. And now it's time to reconsider and look at what you can change and return and repent. So this is grace. This is grace, what we live under, but we have to be able to realize when we are too far off and we are idolizing stuff and things. And yeah, so basically 
about keeping our garments white. It started with like Revelation 3.15 when I read this and I was really like, okay, it's really important to keep our robes white because he will walk with them dressed in white for they are worthy. And there's this verse in Hebrews, it's in 10 verse 10. It says that, and by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. But then going on, in verse 14, if you go down, you see that it's not like, not an absolute, it's not like already done, but there it's written that those who are being made holy, like that it's still a present, like that it's still a process, still something that is happening and not something that is hap like is, is already has happened and is done and sealed. So there's like the future tense, like they have a process to go for, they are being made holy. So we are in this process and of sanctification. So yes, we have been made white. We have been like we our garments have been made white as we got baptized. Everything our old life got washed away and we have a new robe and we are belonging to God. We're belonging to Jesus Christ. But we have to maintain our robes white because there's also one verse that really hit me um, already a year or two ago. And it really was about if you know like it is it is in um hebrews 10 verse 4 to 5 it is it's saying like it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift who have shared in the holy spirit who have tasted the goodness of the word of god and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. So yes, we have been sanctified through Jesus Christ, but we are still in the process of sanctification and are being made holy. And this is why Paul also says we have to crucify our flesh daily. We have to crucify our flesh daily because our flesh and wants, wants things and has desires that are not pleasing God and are not for our advantage. Yes, we can feed the flesh, but what does it bring us? It, it doesn't bring us anything. If we feed the flesh, we can also reap only in the flesh. We can only reap the things that the world has to give. And what are those things? Those are fleeting away. So we have to, again, as I said in the previous episode, we have to store up spiritual riches and we have to prepare our spirits for the eternal life that is about to come. Because this life on this earth, on this world, is not going to stay forever. Everything is fleeting. Look at how quickly time passes. Every year I think like, oh wow, this year, every year goes by quicker. I was like, now I get what the older people said when I was a child, when they were like, oh, time flies. Now I can feel it myself, like time really flies and we are running out of time, like time is short, but so is the devil. So how important is it to store up spiritual riches and to really bring this godly and holy fruit that he demands from us and he wants to bring through us not even like a demanding but he wants to bring it through us and he wants to use us and that we are not only blessing others but that it will also bless us and we will get out of that situation incredibly blessed so yeah i need to come back and circle back because my thoughts are right now everywhere but what this episode is about is really about keeping our garments white and how do we do that? By the Holy Spirit, who is the helper, and by reading his word, by knowing his word, to know and test and approve what God's pleasing will is. So when we call ourselves a Christian, we have to be aware of 
the responsibility of calling ourselves a Christian. Because as a Christian, we have to maintain our white robe. We have to maintain our garments clean. We have to have this relationship with God and we have to crucify our flesh daily, which is like so incredibly hard because who in the world does that? They want to do what they want to do and what they please. But we live in this conflict of the spiritual realm and the physical. And we're like between two worlds, basically, between the earth, like the world and how the world takes and how the world works and what the world thinks is okay and what not. But then we also have our morals and we have the book of God, of life, with the truth. And it's contradicting with a lot that society nowadays says. And we try to seek approval in created things rather than the, rather than the creator. As you can read in Romans 1 verse 25, it says, They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever to be praised. Amen. So we can exchange those things. We can say, oh no, those things are from God. Or we can say, yeah, I'm a Christian, so that's all right. God loves me. Jesus forgives. Yes, Jesus forgives, but if you abuse it, he won't. And if you abuse it, you don't know him. You don't have a relationship with him. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you grow to hate sin more and more. And you desire more and more to be sanctified. You desire to keep your robe white more and more. So as the Bible says also, like we are not fighting against flesh and bones. We are fighting against spiritual principalities. And this is true. As the world is getting more spiritual nowadays, people are getting more spiritual in various directions. We know that we are not the only ones. We know that God is there, but we also know that dark powers exist, that dark things exist, things are being exposed and things are coming to light that no one wanted to believe, but they are true. And who told us from the beginning? The Bible. So we have to become aware that we are not just fighting in the flesh, we are fighting in the spirit as well. So keeping our robes white demands a lot, lot from you. Many people say living as a Christian, oh, it's so easy. You have it so easy living as a Christian. You have been like forgiven by Jesus and everything. Like you can do whatever you want. No, actually not. The dangerous thing about being a Christian is that we have so much freedom, but still live in that tension of doing what is right and laying off what is wrong. And the thing is like, what is right and what is wrong? It's through the Holy Spirit we are able to discern what is right and what is wrong. So it is really about surrendering it's about obedience but not because we have to it's because it comes out of love like i'm not saying this because i'm like okay as a christian i have to do this and i don't like that at all but no as a christian i love to do that because i love god i love jesus i have encountered jesus i have encountered my moments with god and i'm just like god is so incredibly good and i want to please him you know when you have like the fear of god it's like not the fear that you are afraid of him, but the fear that shows respect. And if you love someone, you want to respect them. You want to meet them. You want to be the best person for them. And I want to be his lovely child. And I know he loves me. And I know he sees me. Even when I fall and progress, he sees me. He sees you. But it's about this progress. And even if I'm willing to step down from my pride and if I'm willing to step down from the things that I thought are okay that are not okay am I open to be criticized from his word to be encouraged by his word and to be shaped in a new way but this only happens if we are mature enough to own up to our mistakes and say hey God here I am it doesn't align with your word so take it from me even if I don't want it to go 
This is about surrendering and then you have to see what God is about to do in your life is so incredibly, incredibly beautiful that you wouldn't have thought that losing that thing would give you so much peace, would give you so much strength and would, would give you something so much better. So coming back to everything being in the Bible and that we are being encouraged by God and everything and knowing that we can do all those things, overcome all those things and the things that he speaks against, which are not from his will. It is written like, um, and being like the Bible is black and white. It's in Second Timothy three sixteen to 17. It says all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And God's word is God breathed. The Bible is God breathed. And it is used to encourage, it is used to reshape and everything. But yeah, coming back to our white garments, we are really keeping our garments white. We're staying in a relationship with God and with Jesus. There's nothing, no work or no law we can do or we can follow that can make us holy and let us be able to be completely sin-free. So talking about our white robes, it's really about the process of sanctification that yes, we have been sanctified by Jesus. We have been made holy, but still we are being made holy. So we are in this process and we are in this tension. We know that we are safe. We know what Jesus has done. We know what the word says. And as Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. We live in that tension as well. It is not easy to be a Christian because we have, as, as I said before, because we have so much freedom. But also when we do that thing that displeases God, we see in the end that it hurt us and that it hurt God, that it hurts us even more because we see how loving God is. We want to respect him. We want to love him. We want to fear him. And knowing that even when you sin when you fall and you come back to him with an honest heart and genuinely he will welcome you with open arms and he says he loves you he sees you he's Elroy. he sees you and this is what wrecks our hearts more and more knowing how sinful we are falling over and over again even though we know the truth but when we're always coming back because we know how good he is and that his word is true, experiencing his love over and over, again, over and over again makes us just fall in love even deeper with him. And this is the process, like the process of sanctification processes and progresses with the more love that we have towards God and the more our love towards God grows. So how do we keep our garments white? We keep our garments white. We're staying in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're staying in a relationship with God every single day that we have our sacred time with him, our intimate time with him. And this is hard because I'm also preaching to myself because I also don't have like time with him every day or sometimes rush through it. But we have to make time and let him speak as well. Because also saying all of those things now can make some feel okay i need to be better i need to be more holy i need to have my right robe no you do not need to have to and do all of that stuff out of your own strength for philippians 4 13 says for i can do all things through christ who strengthens me it's not out of our own strength we are never being able to lay off sin completely on our own 
And that's why the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So if we're genuinely coming before God with our flaws, with our mistakes, with our falling, with our falling over and over again, he will pick us up and he will welcome, welcome us with open arms. But if we abuse it, we don't need to be confused and wonder about why he doesn't meet us where we are because we are not honestly inviting him in. I also had this this morning, I think it was Psalm 145, where it was, God will be near to those who call on him in truth. So if you call on him in truth, be assured he will meet you there. Be assured he sees you. Be assured he is there with you. If you call on him in truth and you're really willing to meet him and you're really willing to change. But if you come up with your pride already and you're like, okay, God, I'll let you in this far. But this area, no, like I can handle it myself. If you don't let God in fully, he cannot unleash his power. He cannot work fully in your life. And if you close off of God, the Holy Spirit cannot dwell within you because then you are holding on to pride and God hates pride. What does it say? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not boast. It does not envy. It isn't prideful. So pride is the worst thing actually a Christian can be because then we say we can rely on our own strength. We can rely on ourselves and we don't need you, God, or we need you to some extent, but the rest we have in our hands. So in the process of sanctification, we have nothing in our own hands. Like we have in our hands that we are crucifying our flesh daily and are choosing our spirit in, over our flesh. But we do not have the power to be made holy by our own means and by our own strength. Because just like the law lovers try to follow the law to be justified, they cannot be justified. If you read Romans 2, because Romans 1 is about the notoriously guilty, those who are being like deep in sexual immorality and all those stuff. But Romans 2 is about those who judge. Judging is a sin in itself. And if you live by the law, expect to be judged by the law. So we cannot do anything out of our own strength. We need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we are not able to be sanctified, to keep our robes white, because it is not our own strength. But even like in the Bible, it says that he gives us a chance and an opportunity to escape out of every situation, every sin. He gives us a way out, but we decide what we do with it. We are not the slaves of God. We have a free will. He loves us. We are his children. But we decide what we're doing and we will reap the fruit of it. So, yeah, I think this episode is a bit all over the place. But coming to a conclusion now is that keeping our robes wide can only be done with Jesus in our lives. And with a genuine relationship with him. And when we let God in, if we let the Holy Spirit in to dwell within us, we are able to overcome everything that is soiling our garment if it's habitual sin, if these are unconscious or conscious idols in our lives that have been built up, he will reveal them to us and we are able to discern what God's perfect and pleasing will is and what not. So know that keeping your robe wide, know that when you live a life with Jesus, if you are calling yourself a Christian, you have this white robe, but you decide what you're doing with it. And to close it off, I have another verse in Revelation 7, where it says, when it was about the great multitude in white robes that was with Jesus or before the throne, and all the angels were standing around it, like one of the elders said this, like I'm reading it, 
Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne, Jesus, will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamp at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Look, what a beautiful promise this is. When we keep our robes wide, this is the promise that we will inherit. We will never be hungry again. We will never thirst. We will never cry. Every tear will be wiped away from our eyes. And this is like so beautiful because if we let Jesus in, if we let the Holy Spirit dwell within us, we are able to maintain our robes wide. If we're willing to crucify our flesh. So... Yeah, keeping our garment wise seems like such a huge responsibility. Actually, it is. But we have the helper. We have the Holy Spirit. I say it over and over again. I think I'm saying it in every episode right now. But we have a helper who helps us to do that. And let's keep our robes wide and try our best, but not out of our own strengths. But let Jesus in. Let the Holy Spirit show you the habitual sin in your life. Let the Holy Spirit show you what is soiling your garment. Let the Holy Spirit show you if people try to soil your garment. Let just open yourself up to hear God's voice, be encouraged, be rebuked, but to be changed for the better. So keeping our garments clean is so much more than just a responsibility, but it's a process that happens. And it is okay if we fall, but genuinely come back to God. He will help us back up. But it's about being genuine and honest and seek Him in truth and wholeheartedly. Because we are His children and He cares for us. But if we do not leave any room for him, he can also not unleash everything in your life that he wants to unleash in your life. He wants to set you free of that sin. He wants to set you free from the things that are hurting you. But for that to happen, you need to accept his love first. And you need to know his love first. Because he's making it visible to you, but you decide if you want to accept it and if you want to choose it every single day or if not. God loves you so incredibly much and he doesn't want to leave you in darkness. He doesn't want you to stumble and fall over and over again and beat yourself up. He wants to build you up. He wants to use you. He wants you to be the light set on the hill on, in a city that cannot be hidden. But for that to happen, you need to surrender. And see what God wants to speak through to you and through you. And also what he wants to deliver you from. 
So yeah, keeping our garments white is a responsibility. It is hard work. It is daily work. But it gets easier with the Holy Spirit. It gets easier by knowing his word. It gets easier by trusting him. And it gets easier by loving him. Let's live this life in purity and prepare and keep our robes white. We have been given a new life because of Jesus, the lamb that has is the atonement for all of our sins, past, present and future. So let us be reshaped and renewed by him because the only thing we need to do is to listen and open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit and we will receive everything that he wants to reveal to us. Like the only thing that we can do and we can bring now is just to live a life in obedience. And of course it won't be easy. It's easier said than done. But having that revelation, remind yourself day in and day out what you want to store your riches up in. If it's in the flesh, if it's in the world, if it's in the spiritual, if it's in the heavenly, if it's in the kingdom. Seek for the kingdom and all shall be added, but also like store up riches for the kingdom that is yet to come. And this only happens if we live a genuine relationship with God. If we have a genuine relationship with Jesus and really trust him in everything. And that God will just reshape our hearts. And the thing is like, he will write his law and decrees on the tablets of our hearts. He said this in Deuteronomy 4 and he also says this in the New New Testament as well. He write it on the tablets of our hearts. So we do not rely on our own strength. But he helps us because he has given us the right rope in the first place. And he helps us to maintain it if we allow it. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because it has been really with me. Because I've been also watching James' testimony. And he had a video about, I said this in the last episode as well, where it was about you can be delivered by association, but you can also be bound by association. And it was about deliverance as a Christian and also about this white robe. And he was like, every time you sin, you hand over your white robe. But actually, the Bible says also that like you soil your white robe. You don't hand it over, but you soil it. You make it dirty so that it's not white anymore. And the word that is used in the Bible for this white is like a dazzling white, like a heavenly light. And this life we live of sanctification, the Greek word for it is like metamorpho. So it says to be transfigured and to be to be transformed. And the same word is being used when Jesus is being transfigured in front of the disciples' eyes in Matthew 17. It also says his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. And it was like as white as the light. And the Greek word for it is like phos. I hope I pronounced the right way. It's P-H-O with like an accent and S. And it's like a heavenly light. It's not just a white and bright light, but it's a heavenly light. So... Having the same word, showing that we are also being transformed into this white robe, into this white light and being transfigured through Jesus Christ because we are being accepted by him and we are being atoned by from our sins by his blood and we have been made white because of the blood of the lamb that has been shed for us as written in Revelations. Their, their robes are white because they washed it in the blood of the lamb. Means that our robes, we can maintain them and we can keep them white as long as we are with Jesus. Jesus is the atonement for our sins. Jesus is the atonement for every sin from every person, past, present, and future. And he washes away every sin. But if we're genuinely coming before him and repent 
And repentance is not just a one-time thing. Repentance is something that can happen daily, that should happen daily. Because even those small thoughts that we get and judgy, becoming judgy or like pushy or I don't know, prideful, we have to test ourselves. We have to test ourselves and reflect and see like, God, is there something that does not please you? Is there something that I shall change? And he will make it plain to you. Definitely, he will make it plain to you. If you're willing to see and if you're willing to hear and to listen, he will meet you there. Ask and you will receive. Knock and the door will be opened. Search and you will find. So yeah, that's about this episode. It's really about the process of sanctification. And I think, I don't know how many times I said this word. (laughs) Sanctification. But you can say like, every time I say sanctification, you drink some water. So we say hydrate it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think that's about it for today's episode. I hope I recorded everything. (laughs) Imagine I wouldn't have recorded the sound. I'm a bit fearful right now. If I have not, I have. Oh, 40 minutes. No, it's going to be long. It's going to be shorter. Okay, guys. So thank you so much for listening. And for spending your time with me. I hope this could encourage you. Don't see it as something pushy. That is something that you have to do out of your own strength. But know that you can only do it through God. That you can only do it through the strength of Jesus Christ. As Philippians 4.13 says. And that it's only able to be revealed to you. If the Holy Spirit dwells within you. This is only happening through a genuine relationship with God. And it's Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So be encouraged. Be blessed. And know that God sees you, God is with you, God loves you so incredibly much and he wants to help you, whatever you're struggling with. And yeah, he loves you as you are, but you are still to be transformed into the best version of you through him. So trust him in that and know that he loves you, that he sees you and be blessed. So I would say that's it for today. Bye bye. (laughs) Again, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. And if you want to continue to support it, make sure to leave a review on Spotify or wherever you're listening to my podcast. And if you want to stay updated, make sure to follow Words on Wednesday by Karina on Instagram to receive encouraging posts and reels. But also, we have weekly prayer requests and praise reports that I've imparted so that we can become a community that prays and intercedes for one another. Again, thank you for listening and for being you. May God bless you and have an amazing day.